In this episode, I talk with health and hormone balance coach, Danara. I learned so much in this episode about how a woman's cycle is actually a report card of her health and how PMS really is not normal. That was eye-opening for me. And by actually balancing your hormonal health, your PMS symptoms will improve. Danara shares her own journey with her own hormonal health, and I really hope this episode encourages you to think holistically about your hormones and understand that it is okay to talk about this and seek help from a holistic coach to help you balance your hormones. It's time to adapt to a plant-based palate, minimize waste, and respect our environment. Hello, we are Joe and Sarah Hayes, and we are the hosts of the Bowl of Life podcast, where we are encouraging you to join the plant-forward food movement. It's time for vegetables to move from the side of your plate to the center, and we are here each week to help you do that. So if increasing your vegetable consumption and limiting your animal proteins sounds like a win-win to you, go grab a spoon or fork, and let's dive into learning more about how you can be plant-forward. I'm excited to introduce you to Danara. Danara is a health and hormone balance coach and founder of the Vitality Project, which she helps women restore their hormonal balance, remove stress and guilt from food, and sync their cycle. I'm so excited to hear about her journey and how we can bring our body into even more alignment. So Danara, I'm hoping I'm not messing up your name. Welcome to the podcast. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? <laughs> Absolutely. Hi, Sarah. No, you're doing you're doing great with your name. You hit it right on the nail. That's perfect. Um, hi, everyone. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, hi everyone. My name is Dinara, and I am a health coach specializing in women's health, in specifically hormonal balances, um, period health, and um, all that sort of stuff. And sort of my journey, how I got here, was through. I sort of start from the beginning. Back in about my early twenties, mid twenties, I have struggled with really painful PMS symptoms. I had irregular periods, heavy periods. Um, sort of in parallel at the same time, I had this stubborn weight gain that, regardless of the workouts that I was doing, regardless of the food that I was eating, it was just nothing really, nothing really helped. Was nothing helping. And with the PMS. Um, cramping and heavy bleeding at some point it got so bad that I had to call an ambulance thinking that my appendix was exploding and so it was um it was quite a journey coming in here and every time I'd go to the doctors they'd be like well your nerve your levels are normal um and you just always hear this thing like everything is normal but I knew I didn't feel normal so that's how I set out on a health and wellness um health and wellness journey and having gone through this journey I worked with my regular job and then um, sort of circled back in and started discovering the hormones and the effect of hormones that got on our um, on our system and our now health in general so with that I um, discovered cycle syncing begin being more conscious about uh, my hormonal health and with that I managed to fix my hormones my PMS symptoms have went away the weight has begun to shed and I was like well there's something something in it so now I'm super passionate to share it with other women oh wow what what a story and wow to to call and to be at that point we are almost are thinking you're having your appendix burst and then for a doctor yeah to say, well, everything seems normal. That had to be quite the experience. 
Yeah, and I think a lot of women can relate to that because we so often go um, having all these symptoms that are not quite explained. We go to the doctors and we're like, well, we're not feeling all right. And we either send home with a, a birth control pill or some sort of synthetic hormonal medication to our problems, or we tell that our levels are normal. So we get back struggling and like, but, but it doesn't feel normal. So it's unfortunately, it's all too common, especially with my clients. And I think with a lot of women out there, I would be able to relate. Yeah. Wow. So before you kind of jumped into the health coaching um, over the last year, had you found a solution or, or how were you managing that before you, you know, like you had gone to the doctor, they said everything seems normal, but um, I'm sure there was a period there still, not to play on words, there was a period <laughs> there, um, where you still were experiencing these symptoms, um, but before you dived into, okay, let me figure out, you know, the hormonal imbalance part of this. So what were you doing in that in-between time? Were you still kind of managing things or... Yeah, well, you just sort of do, I was, um, you're trying to eat healthy and you're trying to do all the right things. At some point, I was going on a diet primarily from one to another, and I've cut out every group, food group possible, um, fats, did low fats, then did low carbs, um, went from intermittent fasting to another thing, and nothing just seemed to deliver lasting results. Like I'd lose weight and I'd feel a little bit better, but then uh, the symptoms would um, come back again. And with PMS, um, I thought that if I exercise my way out of, um, out of the cramps, then it would be better. So going on that continuous cycle of trying to exercise and eating right, sort of in quotations, doing all the things that are, that are right, that is uh, communicated through Shape Magazine and women's health, but yet yeah. nothing was really giving me the lasting results. Um, and I have eaten healthy, like my eating was fairly clean, um, or, or so I thought, my exercise regime was um, fairly regular, also I thought, but um, having know what I know now, um, I know that some of the things needed to be tweaked and they needed to be different, hence why I would have gotten to the result. Um, I would have gotten the better result. But yeah, everything through the diets and thinking that you're doing everything, everything right and trying to support your health through that. Wow. Yeah, I think so many women will relate to that. Um, you know, that seems to be a very common, you know, with even maybe men too, but, you know, more so with, with women of, well, I tried everything, you know, I tried what that article said, or I tried what that new diet said, and it still, still didn't work. And so your experience and going on and um, going through health coaching and creating the Vitality Project was to kind of address that hormonal imbalance. So what led you to discover that it was that that piece that was um, kind of that that missing piece of all those the other stuff that you had tried? Do you know what? It was very accidental. Um, I had a conversation with a friend of mine who said we were talking about sort of general health and I was telling her how I was struggling with this stubborn weight and I'm about to head off to another hit class. And she said, how are your periods? And I was like, oh. I wish them away. Like, gosh, it just comes and then goes. And I don't think much about it. I just pop loads of ibuprofen or pills and like hope for it to go away. And it's that sort of mentality of wishing it away. And she was like, what do you mean? Your period is like the most beautiful thing. And it can tell you so much about your health. Your Essentially, your cycle is the report card of your health that is produced on a monthly basis that you need to tune into. And she's like, well, did you know that PMS symptoms are not normal? And it usually shows the sign of hormonal imbalance. And I was like, 
what? And it was that conversation that I'm like, are you telling me that I don't have to have PMS symptoms and I'm able to um, feel my most vital self without um, still being on and having my regular period? She's like, absolutely. So that sort of set a chain reaction of me going deep into research and trying to find out. And then sort of later on by doing that, I'm like, oh my gosh, these are and learning about the symptoms of hormonal imbalances, managing to connect the dots being like, oh, that's why I felt this way. This is what my body is trying to tell me. And actually becoming more aware and in tune with your body um, has been the biggest lesson. Oh, wow. I, I don't think I've ever heard anybody say that before, that you aren't actually supposed to have PMS. Yes. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Wow, like that's just eye opening there. And the whole, like what your friend, how she described that, that your cycle is the report card of your health for a woman. I've never heard that either. That's, that's amazing. So why? Okay. So, but so many women have PMS and it's like the worst thing ever. And thankful, like my lucky stars. I don't know why I, I haven't really ever had it that bad. Um, you know, but I feel for friends and other family members that have, but why do we experience that hormonal imbalance? Yeah, that's a very good question. So there's um, some of the common uh, reasons why women experience hormonal imbalances and the causes usually either main one is stress. Um, and I mean, our, our, world is incredibly stressful now with like pandemic on top of it so our stress is produced uh, our stress produces the hormone called cortisol and cortisol produces in our adrenal glands and it's essentially our fight or flight response it gets us waking up in the morning it gets us going if there is danger if there's a lines running after us the cortisol will kick in what cortisol does when it kicks in it shuts down your, uh, your metabolism and your digestive system and it basically sends all of the energy to like your muscles and to your brain so you get into this fight or flight fight or flight state because if you think about it um sort of from a logical standpoint, if you were to be chased after a lion, your your energy really does not need to be going into the digestive system. It needs to be going um, into your muscles so you can run faster. So the stress management, but in today's day and world, we don't have lions running after us, but our everyday stressors set us off consistently. Of course, with our social media devices, emails, um, demanding bosses, whatever that might be, uh, pandemic, like it's just it's a, it's a stressful environment and stress sets off a whole chain of reactions throughout your body. Um, that's one of the most common one. Um, another one is hormonal medications. Um, a lot of the times when women go to the doctors and say, I've got this PMS symptoms, I've got um, heavy bleeding, irregular periods, um, we tend to be put on the pill and given as a solution um, as a birth control method. And the pill actually, and you've given the pill to regulate your hormonal imbalances, but the pill, what it does is it suppresses your vital um, hormone for females uh, called progesterone. And progesterone is responsible for bone density, metabolism. So not having that, you essentially robbing yourself of... Um, um, of that vital hormone that's got that's that is in your body, and the way that doctors prescribe to regulate the hormones is because back in nineteen fifties when the pill was invented, um, the contraception was illegal, so the doctors marketed it as a hormone regulation method, but it actually was specifically just done for contraceptive methods. And now seventy years later, um, this regulating period marketing um, has blown out of proportion. So every single time women's got any periods. A uh, woman's got any period of PMS issues, she's immediately being put on the pill, which causes sets of the chain reaction of not even 
um, producing of the essential hormone for our um, reproductive health. And then the third reason is inflammatory foods. A lot of the uh, foods like dairy, red meat, and so on, they cause um, a lot of inflammation in our stomach and in our gut. And when our gut is not functioning properly, it doesn't metabolize um, hormones properly. So that sets off a whole, a whole chain reaction of imbalanced hormones. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I I definitely, I knew about, I knew about the food as being um, plant-based here and plant forward, definitely familiar with those inflammatory foods. I did not realize though, for, for a woman, especially though, um, that it causes that hormonal imbalance as well. And so, wow, that is, that's super interesting to me as well as, um, yeah, the, the stress, the fight or flight, our bodies are constantly, you know, especially as women, you know, we have a lot on our, on our plates, um, yeah, a lot exactly. of pressures that we have or that we feel or that we have to, you know, keep up with, with men or whatnot. Um, yeah. Which leads me to do men experience as, as much hormonal imbalance? <laughs> um, they certainly do because hormones are essentially the chemical messages that run in our body and responsible for sleep, metabolism, appetite, and sort of overall function of our body. They kind of work as a relay chain. So our we've got one hormone release in the brain that needs to tell um, another hormone to begin metabolizing, like another gland to release uh, cortisol in order to set off the set um, stress fight or flight response. So for men. Um, they also have the same um, messengers that run through their body. However, it's much more, much more different, and they don't have the two main ones that women do, which is reproductive hormones of estrogen and progesterone. So their functions are a little bit different. So they certainly do have um, hormonal fluctuations, but they're not as they're not as significant to their everyday everyday life as women is. As for women. Um, having our reproductive organs and having menstruation every single month that's responsible. It fluctuates um, metabolism, mood, and appetite throughout our body. We feel it. We feel it much more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a good explanation there. And so, you know, I guess, you know, too, you keep bringing up the pro proestrogen and the pill, the pill re, um, kind of repre repressing that. Is that, you know, in your opinion, in your research, is that why so many women have so many fertility issues these days? Because it's already, you know, you've taken that pill forever. I know for myself, before I even got married, I told my husband, like, hey, I'm going to go off the pill for a while because we wanted, we were both, you know, he was, he's five years older than me. So we were like, let's have kids right away. We want to have them when we're younger. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go off the pill because I think that probably my body's out of whack for being on the pill for so many years. Um, yeah. So you, if I understood you correctly, you're asking whether pill affects fertility. Well, yeah, you know, because it's suppressing that uh, pro, pro or yeah. Proestrogen. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so pill, um, so there's been a number of research that, and there's been different research says that it affects infertility, that, um, and all sorts of, all sorts of things saying that in the long term, it will affect your health, um, in a negative way. However, there isn't actually any research that it confirmed that it will affect your fertility in the long term. What it does is it suppresses, um, your important hormone, um, 
important uh, reproductive hormone throughout your cycle. However, when you get off it, it takes for your body about three months to get back to its normal cycle. With some women, it takes longer, but it will take, your body will, your body is like this beautiful thing that is just able to heal itself and it will come back to the equilibrium as soon as we're no longer pushing any synthetic, uh, synthetic hormonal replacement to it. So it will come back to it. It just takes a little bit of time. There's certainly cases where women can get pregnant the moment they get off of birth control. I certainly I heard of that, but it's not it's not that common. As you get off it, your body needs to go through its full cycle, um, and it takes little follicle that down the road becomes an egg, and down the road becomes um, essentially becomes a fetus and becomes a baby. It takes about ninety days from the moment of production until it hits um, until it hits your ovaries. So and that uh, and so that takes ninety days. So for that reason, it takes about three months for women to fully circulate and that they'd be able to fertile. The reason that I think a lot of infertility issues come about is because of the, it's just for the same reasons that we experience hormonal imbalances and it's our stressors, it's the foods that we're eating, it's the pressure that we're putting on ourselves and when the body is always in this like stress thing, stress environment, then it's just, it's not a healthy environment for fertility. Oh yeah, for sure. And it's also not a healthy environment for weight loss, which is, you know what you you mentioned earlier that so yeah can you can you tell me like why do um you know because a lot of women that is a big issue that's a big stress issue as well you know not only are they kind of um eating these inflammatory foods and having all these stress issues and taking the pill which is suppressing other things um their natural cycles but um then you know I mean, I've heard it a lot from people like, I don't want to go on the pill or I went off the pill because I gained weight, you know, like that's just, it's so common to hear that. Um, So why, why is this weight loss resistance, um, as you described it, it's 99% hormonal? Yeah, up to 99% of weight loss um, resistance that women have is due to hormonal resistance. Um, There's a number of reasons. So it's usually because uh, your hormones are your hormones are out of balance. And it's primarily because we've got women naturally meant to store fat a little bit more around their belly. And we're naturally meant to have more body fat than men do. So having a little bit of a, um, a, some softness around your belly is actually quite normal, but it's when it becomes um, excess, that's when it becomes a problem. So going sort of back to the stresses, and the cortisol releases in the stressful environments, the cortisol, what it tends to do is it tends to hold fat and it stores fat for future um, for future generations. It essentially tries to keep us alive because women reproductive um, organs in the women's system is meant for bearing a child. So for that reason, if uh, we're having any sort of stressors, our body immediately holds on to any any sugars or any excess um, um, any excess calories and it brings it uh, within our belly for the sort of genetic purpose of um, of reproduction. Um, so a lot of the times women develop insulin resistance. If we eat sugar, alcohol, that goes right away, stores, um, stores around our belly. And to get rid of that, um, you certainly need to address your hormonal imbalance and find the root cause of it. But eating foods that are clean, um, reducing the amount of sugar so your insulin doesn't spike up and down, those are all the things that would be, that are, quite effective whenever we talk about belly fat. Oh, so you mentioned find the root causes of the hormonal imbalance. Is that is that what you do through the Vitality Project? Kind of go back and kind of let's strip everything down and get back to kind of 
um, balancing our hormones naturally to kind of figure out this root cause? Yeah, absolutely. So through Vitality Project, we the way we approach health is holistically. So we look at the we look at the reasons why um, we look at the reasons why is your hormones imbalanced. Is it because uh, is it because of your environment? Is it because of the environmental toxins? Is it because of the foods that you're eating? Um, the stressors, or is it because you've been in a hormonal birth control and your um, your hormonal balance is out of balance? And then knowing the reason, um, then from there we're able to treat it. But the way we do it, um, we do it naturally through nutrition, uh, through movement, and through cycle syncing. And cycle syncing is basically this idea of eating and exercising and adjusting your lifestyle to different hormonal balance changes that go throughout your body throughout your cycle. Oh, wow. Okay. So we should be maybe eating and moving our body in different ways throughout our cycle. So, so, okay. So a cycle is um, 20, 28 days, correct? Yeah. Different women have it differently, but it's 28 days on average, but it's anywhere between 21 to 35 days. It's considered normal. So, so, okay. So if we brought this to, okay, let's, let's do cycle syncing and, um, yeah, so just explain again for the audience real quick, like what that cycle syncing is. It's it's aligning your food and your movement um, within your cycle, right? Yeah, absolutely. So cycle syncing is essentially syncing your um, syncing your uh, syncing your cycle with different changes um, of hormonal imbalances throughout your period. And the way you can do it is through nutrition, food, and exercise. That might sound confusing, but I'll break it down. So, as throughout our throughout our twenty eight day menstrual cycle, if woman is ovulating, she's not in a hormonal birth control. Um, we've got four different phases, and throughout that time, female body. Um, brain chemistry changes by up to 25% because one hormone goes up, then we get sometimes we get moody, sometimes we feel energy, and like our um, hence why our uh, brain chemistry changes by up to 25%. Our metabolism also changes by up to 16% with some women, and our energy levels also change when it comes to uh, when it comes to exercise or uh, doing everyday routines. So number one phase, different people teach it differently, but I find it. Um, some people start with menstruation, but some people start um, with a follicular phase. So I'll begin with follicular phase. So your first phase, uh, called follicular phase, begins from the day that your period ends. And this is the time where women's hormones are usually quite low. So what you begin, it's sort of like for a lot of women, it feels like coming out of the woodworks. They feel a lot of, um, after menstruation, they feel a lot of energy. They feel this surge of, um, surge of inspiration. And this is the time it's otherwise called as your internal spring. So for women, internally, they feel they're ready to pick up new routines. They will feel more energy to do workouts. They will want to eat healthy salads. It's a great time to establish routine. You feel um, sort of more, very creative. Then from there, it lasts for about seven to 10 days. From there, we go into our ovulation, which is the time where a woman is pregnant. Um, goes through about three to five days. In our ovulatory stage, typically we... Um, I like to teach it as it's your internal summer. Um, in Chinese medicine, uh, they call it your body is in its hot state. So your body is your body's actual temperature does increase whenever you ovulate. So you're in your hot state. But this is the uh, the time for women to our hormones are peaking, our testosterone is peaking. So it's a great usually females feel very um, 
outgoing, very inspired. Our communications channels are clear. We can, um, it's our internal summer. I usually recommend for women to eat like they would in the summer, like light salads, berries, any foods that are cooling would be very, um, very beneficial. And also working out, you will have more energy, you'll be able to do more endurance training. You'll have, um, you will be able, you're more likely to build lean muscle throughout those first two weeks after your period. After that internal summer, we enter into our internal fall, otherwise known as luteal phase. And that goes for about two weeks. And it goes from your ovulation up until your, um, up until it takes you all the way up to your period. That phase goes for about 14 days throughout luteal phase. So what happens in the first half of your cycle, your estrogen is begins to increase and the entire role of estrogen is trying to, uh, prepare your, egg for ovulation and then in the second half during luteal phase our progesterone begins to rise and the role for progesterone is to keep the uteral lining healthy so that way it's able to keep the baby progesterone hormone is responsible for metabolism bone structure regulating our nervous system it's a very calming horm um, hormone so that's why females sometimes in the second half of their cycle begin to feel a little bit more tired they begin to feel a little bit more internal on them a physiological way, I would usually recommend for women to eat foods that they would eat in the fall, like root vegetables, um, stews, and that sort of stuff. Um, it's also your metabolism during this time also goes up by 16%. So you will need more energy in order to burn the calories. So I think I've heard somewhere that women should consume by up to three to 500 calories more throughout that time. And usually what happens is as, as women being um, health conscious, sometimes we just keep eating those salads throughout taking us into luteal phase, but it's not giving us a lot of uh, the caloric need that we need. So a lot of the times, this is the time where women feel uh, cravings for chocolates, for cookies and all those sort of things. They feel almost a bit ravenous, like, oh my gosh, give me everything. So to offset that, um, what I, and the sugar, of course, increases your insulin that sets your imbalances further. So to offset that, I recommend for women to eat wild rice, um, sweet potatoes, complex carbohydrates that are um, that will give you that calories that you need and for your workouts during that time you usually i would recommend for people to slowly wind down don't keep going um crazy head exercises that you've done in the first couple of weeks because at this time your body is already working harder you need uh, your metabolism is faster if you continue working out really hard you'll begin stressing your body that will begin releasing the stresses and this cortisol and then we go into our winter phase which is um our which is our menstruation which is when we uh, which is when we bleed so we deplete a lot of minerals and iron so for women it's an important time to eat foods that are high in iron um i know you plant-based so anything with kidneys and that sort of stuff people that eat meat um uh, a little bit of red meat uh fish is really good at this time because you um drop a lot of minerals so you need to you need to replenish it or seafood seafood vegetables like kombu and kelp are really good for it um, one of the important things that I should mention at the end of the luteal phase in your fall time, this is the time where women begin to feel their PMS symptoms. And it's because usually throughout their cycle, they're like, they just keep pushing themselves and the, some of the, uh, some of the products that we typically tend to mimic the estrogen levels within our body. So it becomes that imbalance between estrogen and progesterone. Alcohol mimics the way that estrogen acts in our body. So we've got this, sometimes women get this excessive estrogen and a lot of the times that leads to um, PMS symptoms that happen during this time. 
oh, wow, wow, this is all, you know, just new information for myself. I've <laughs> never studied it much, as I think most women haven't, you know, the, yeah. you know, you get a certain age and you get your period and you go to the doctor and then you're like, yeah, but, you know, I feel like it's irregular. And then they just like give you a pill or, or, you know, it's just like your moms aren't talking about it and they're not passing it down to their daughters or whatnot. So when you started to embrace this, um, new way of recognizing the four phases and how long did it kind of take your body to get get back in sync? Yeah, that's probably one of the most frequently asked questions that I get um, that I get asked. Um, and it's very it's very individual. For me personally, um, since beginning to track it, I started to see results after two months, you just become more intuitive into, you become to click more when your seasons and when your phases change and what your heart, what hormonal changes your body goes through. Um, so for me to see, to sort of the PMS symptoms start to wind down, uh, the work, uh, the, like, I just noticed slightly, I started to notice um, energy difference. You don't really see that much difference in your body within a couple of months, but the energetically, I just had much more energy and I felt in control of my, um, more in control and more empowered about about my body than I've ever than I've ever felt before. So for me, it took about two months. For some women, it takes three months. Some women can feel it. Some women can feel it after a month. But I would recommend um, tracking it and as you're being due diligent with it, you'll see results pretty quickly. Wow! Yeah, two months. That's that's not that long, um, you know. And as uh, I think anyone in a North American country, we like changes fast. <laughs> so, it's so funny. How do I get there fast? <laughs> yeah, like I just want to do this to fix my problem. And if it can be done like within 24 hours, even better. <laughs> but That would be better. <laughs> right. But two months, you know, that that is really realistic. And, um, you know, people go on so-called diets longer than that, you know, so uh, our exercise programs and, and whatnot. And I really, you know, I really like that you pointed out how to adjust your exercise as well, because I think as women, especially, you know, or, or eating as well, but I'll just kind of bring up the exercise right now, you know, we get, oh, you know, maybe we're doing a special new exercise program and we're like, why couldn't I do that, you know, hit exercise? Why did I just feel like so out of energy? I slept good last night or, or whatever, but it could be because you're doing it out of sync with your cycle, right? Oh my gosh, that's literally preaching. Absolutely. So many women, they go to this self-blaming and self-shaming, like, why can I do it? I've planned this thing ahead. And like, this is what I'm doing, but no, if you, if your body is not feeling up to it, it's trying to tell you that it needs a bit of rest. So the biggest thing is get in tune with your body and begin to truly listen to it. And when it's telling you it's not the time to do it, perhaps don't do it. Having the cycle syncing knowledge um, that I do now and that I'm hoping to give to other women is you can plan your month ahead. Like, you know, which phases you usually go into approximately. So, you know, when in the first two weeks, you're going to have an incredible exercise. You're going to want to try new things. You're going to want to try that hit and spinning class, schedule it for that. And then schedule the yoga class for the last two weeks, because you will do so much better to your body. If you work out smarter rather than harder. Oh yes. I love that. Work out smarter 
eat smarter, not harder on all of that. And I think as women, you know, all of us are pretty natural planners. And so I imagine, you know, kind of setting it up as that, like, hey, this gives you a better way to plan for the month. Um, Has most people been very receptive to that when you've explained it that way? Oh, very much so. Yeah. At first, uh, the first question that come up, how do I, how do I begin? And the best number one thing is awareness, actually knowing this information and knowing sort of what you're looking for and the hormonal changes that your body does go through. Um, and then the second step is know where you are in your cycle. And the easiest way to do that is through the app. There is number of apps out there that are free that are paid for i would pay if you're just starting for it just get a free one and um start plugging in when your period begins to come in and all it is is you just open the app click on the date it's usually calculates the average day that you edit it based on when your period ends and then you just know how long your cycle is then that'll give you an indication whether your cycle is normal or not 21 to 35 days 28 days is what most women see and then try to understand where you are when do you begin to ovulate um, and try tracking your energies. I've started it with a good fashion, a good old fashioned spreadsheet. I actually color coded it in different colors associated with seasons. And I went in for two, three months due diligently putting in my moods and like how I feel energetically and the foods that I needed to incorporate. And as you begin to track it for two months or so, you can just click it on bookmarks or so and just put it in every day. And it's like a report card you look at it you're like oh this is where my energy shifted and then you can replicate it that into the second month third month not only will you notice changes in your body in your energy levels and your hormonals will fix and you'll just feel that sense of empowerment over over your schedule oh yeah wow so yes awareness that that's huge and that is a great lifestyle tip and um you know i always approach it you know like from the foods aspect you know i'm like you know start listening to your body when you're eating certain foods and so it's kind of that same thing of wake up and listen you know if any time is the wait time to wake up and listen to your body and what you're putting into it and its output and energy levels and all that like hello it's now it's now while we're going through the covid pandemic it's time to start paying attention to our to our health so why is there not more of a focus on this in women's health today yeah I think they, it's becoming it's becoming more and more mainstream, which makes me very happy because I'm seeing more of it now. However, it's still not enough, and it's because women's health is, even though um, obviously women's health is just one of those new topics. Because I've started digging into history, and it's only in 1970s that women have begun fully being had to be. It was mandated by U.S. Congress for women to be included in medical and clinical trials. Before that, all of the drugs were tested tested on men and a lot of um in like 2001 i believe fda had to pull 10 prescription drugs eight of which were pulled because they had effect um effect on women so i think we're getting there but i think it's because historically we didn't have a lot of women doctors um and male doctors have it's kind of like you need to really live in the body to understand it and now as um we have more women doctors out there and we're becoming this cyclically aware we become we understand um the hormonal um, hormones and how they affect our bodies it's becoming more and more popular but i think it's just historically not really it's not been a number one topic with male being primarily um primary gender of the doctors and that's why it took a little bit a little while but i think we're definitely getting there but it's certainly not a curriculum yet but it should definitely become it in schools 
Oh, yes. I, you know, and wow, I did not realize that all the medicines had been tested until, up, you know, up to 1970, only on men. And so really, yeah. it's only 50 years that women have been, I mean, and honestly, that's not, you know, that long. I know technology has moved very fast and we're able to see these patterns and, um, you know, healthcare move a little bit faster these days, but still at the same time, that's really not that long. That's amazing. And like you said, there needs to be more an emphasis on this in, you know, even relaying that to generations um, of girls, of young girls coming, coming up and, um, you know, to kind of realize this, that you can still feel healthy with a period, you know, I think there's still, I don't know, like you probably encounter this, like there's still kind of this like weird, like shame around getting a period almost. Definitely it is. And it's definitely shouldn't be that way. And getting sort of back to uh, male testing on drugs, all of the extras, a lot of the exercise being tested on men as well, or women that are in their follicular phase in their first two weeks where they've got more um, sort of more energy or in menopausal women, the ones that don't necessarily go through the same changes that a woman do at reproductive age. So I think up to today, 39% of women included in, um, in the exercise studies as opposed to majority of it being men. So that's why sometimes when we get into this crazy exercise regime and we are able to sustain ourselves. So if you ever try to lose weight with your boyfriend and he's shedding weight and you're like, what's happening? Why is not, why is this not the same with me? It's because, um, they, their hormones operate on a 24-hour basis. They, they go through the same sort of spring, summer, um, fall, winter changes. Um, like if you think about it through work, pre-corona time, we'd go into the office. Most of our important meetings are about 10, 11, and then 12 o'clock we've got lunch. We've got loads of energy around 2, 3 o'clock, and then we're starting to slowly wind down, get home by 5, 6, 7, watch Netflix, and then go to bed. So men's rhythms copy them hormonal changes do copy the circadian rhythm of 24-hour clock, whether for females, we've got this same changes, but over 28 days. So we're not meant to um, work out the same way that they do because we won't see the same results because we go through these changes over the course of sort of stretched out over the course of 28 days. So yeah, that's the difference. And that's why it's like keeping up with it sometimes. We'll, that's why women start feeling bad about not being able to get results faster. But it's not meant to. Our body has to go through its through its waves. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. And it still amazes me, you know, because we do think that. We think, you know, like you said, you used a great example there of if you've ever gotten to like a weight loss, um, you know, whatever, with your boyfriend or your spouse <laughs> or something, you know, let's challenge each other. Who can lose? And it is disheartening because men do lose the weight super fast. Yeah. Um, you know, and like you said, though, I think that's important to keep in mind, though, um, there there's differences. There's men and women are different. And it, even in the 24 hour period, we're different because men are constantly cycling through those seasons on a daily basis, whereas we're cycling through them in 28 days. And that's just, that's huge. That's a huge difference. And it's having that awareness method, isn't it? And you brought up with the girls being ashamed of the period. And it's it's definitely need to, to take, take out of that shame. It's a beautiful thing that happens throughout our bodies. It just shows that it's working properly. And we need to, we need to embrace it. We need to celebrate it. And PMS symptoms is a pure show usually of some sort of imbalances within your body. Are you not eating enough? Are you not eating particular nutrients? Are you not... Um, like, what are the things that you can correct? And 
it's absolutely possible. It's just now that we're becoming more aware now that when you have that knowledge, it's like, go for it. <laughs> yeah. So have your PMS symptoms gone away completely since you've started tracking this? Yeah, I feel a bit almost bad saying it because so women struggle with it, but I don't have PMS. It comes like the moment I know to like a minute when my period is going to arrive because I just I'm over the over a year or so of tracking it and being in tune and cyclical with my body. Um, I really do feel so much more empowered. So yeah, I don't have PMS symptoms. I don't really struggle with crazy mood swings anymore. It's just kind of goes through cycle now and now I learn to celebrate it and embrace it. Perhaps it's a mindset shift. Maybe I do have a bit of moodiness, but I'm like, oh, this is this is the time for me to become internal and just to journal throughout my inner winter, throughout my menstruation. This is the time to like do self-care. So perhaps I just get more excited about it and like able to plan my life. But I definitely notice the pains are gone. Perhaps mood swings I do have sometimes, but I more embrace it now. Oh, wow. This is such great information. And I think, like you said, like you start tracking it and for yourself that went away, you know, your PMS. And I think people would, I mean, some women that go through it and yourself included, I mean, you almost called and, you know, an emergency vehicle to pick you up and go to the hospital. I mean, so many women who'd be like, oh my gosh, sign me up. I need to get rid of these mood swings and PMS because they are really dragging me down I can't accomplish as much as I want to you know because of this and mindset like you said is so huge as well but you know I think once you do start becoming aware that does shift your mindset and everything so tell us where can we find out about the vitality project because I know this could help so many women yeah amazing thank you Sarah I'm very active on Instagram at dinara.muk get in touch with me um for your audience i'm happy to offer i've got a three-part free video series on how to hack your cycle and uh lose weight so I sort of give a little bit of an um i give an explanation how you can sync your cycle exactly with nutrition and movement and i also included my spreadsheet that i've sort of repurposed a little bit for other women to begin to begin tracking so if they'd like we can certainly send you a link so that way women can download it and i'm on instagram so reach out to me I love having this conversation. I love spreading the women's women's awareness and women's health uh, messages out there. Thank you for bringing attention to it for sure, because this could be so helpful to women everywhere. And we will link all of these resources in the show notes, including your Instagram and these other resources you mentioned, um, the tracker and such. And, you know, I think... Um, you know, I mean, I just want to like tell, it's like, it's like, you just want to tell people on the podcast, like stop buying into that crazy, maybe diet over there or this over there, mm-hmm. you know, as a woman, start with your hormones first, right? That would be your first Absolutely. advice, right? Get in tune with your body, understand what's going on and what's driving the imbalances or the mood swings. Cause a lot of the times, um, like women need all of the nutrients. Taking up nutrients is not good. Like we need proteins because protein is how hormones are. Uh, um, it's a building block of the hormones they build from amino acids that come from proteins. Our carbs. Women are so afraid of carbs, and it's like carbs are really good for your nervous system, and they actually help production of your hormones. And healthy fats, avocados, olive oil, all that sort of stuff. That is how we absorb our nutrients. So by taking out all these food groups that are offered through the diets, it doesn't work for our body. It could work for men um, if they take 
stuff out and see how it does whether we need to shred or so but for us for women for our um to keep the vitality and to to keep the health of our body we can't be removing nutrients we have to eat everything with every meal in order to allow that um in order to give us give us that health so you're absolutely right the diets just don't work for women stop doing it teach them balanced diets whole foods that'll get you that'll get you results it's a great place to start Oh, wow. I love this. And like you said, it will bring you into vitality. And I love the name of your program as well. And you mentioned that it opens again in May. Um, So that is amazing. Um, But definitely people can get in touch with you in the in-between to to learn about, um, to learn more about this. And oh, it's so awesome. Thank you so much for coming on today and sharing with us about your knowledge in the health and hormone space. It's so refreshing to hear your voice and to be teaching people these positive things about about women's health. So thank you so much. Thank you very much, Sarah. It was a pleasure. That episode was so amazing. And it was actually really eye-opening to me as someone who grew up in a religious environment where it felt almost shameful or guilty to even have a period or acknowledge it. It felt really liberating to understand more about hormonal health. I also loved when we talked about the four phases of a woman's cycle and how it is okay to feel differently in each part of the cycle. Celebrate your womanhood. I just really found this episode so encouraging and I really hope that you enjoyed it too. In the show notes, we're going to link all of Daenerys' information as well as her free three-part video series on how to begin to hack your hormones through cycle syncing. This is such amazing information, and I know that you're going to love it. So head over to our sponsored blog at badtothebull.com forward slash 28. Again, that's badtothebull.com forward slash 28. And get all of those resources and watch the video series. You're really going to love it. And while over there, go ahead and down our, download our free cookbook, Five Plant-Based Meatless Mains, so you can start thinking plant forward.